Hola, listeners. Welcome to Adventure Seed Podcast, a random roller podcast where every show is different. I'm Heather. And I'm Whitney. Out of 20 possibilities, we chose Cult of Dracula, Issue 2, by writer Rich Davis and pencil and inks artist Henry Martinez for today's adventure. We also rolled for drinks. Whitney is having a bloody Caesar uh, since we're reading a bloody book. Yeah. And I rolled up a tea. So stick around and see what chaos we come up with today. how to edit as you guys could tell from the last episode woo, woo. That's so, so we have an intro we have music intro music wow isn't it the, isn't we're professional cool? now i know and then we close with more music yes. so i'm like music music that's exciting you have skills that i don't have well i have you will have a lot more skills that i don't have <laughs> <laughs> we all have strengths and weaknesses and we i'm a perpetual student so <laughs> Happy May 4th. Yes, may the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you as well. Um, I hope to have this edited and done today. So yeah. if, it, if not, it'll be Revenge of the 5th. Yes. Which is equally fun, in my opinion. If not a little bit more fun. Yeah. I, tend, I mean, I, the dark side has cookies. It, they do. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm very gray. Like, I'm not just straight up Jedi because that's just not fun. Yeah. The shirts for the dark side are always a little bit more fun, too, in my opinion. And my Lucy, my, my little baby niece today decided that Darth Vader was her favorite. Yes. Sorry, you can hear my tingle, tingle, tingle. Yeah, that, that's a beautiful drink. It is, right? It's very bloody looking. It really does look like I'm drinking blood, mm-hmm. which is exciting. It is. We have such a bloody good book for you all today. <laughs> or book review. Um, so we are reading... Issue two of Cult of Dracula. Three different versions. We have so many different... Ver- I have so many different <laughs> versions of this book. But there was a an issue? Do you want to yeah, talk about that? Yeah, so this book has been through some stuff. Uh, it started with one publisher and switched to another. And then there was a print error. I have the print error version and so I, I accidentally read a totally wrong page. I was very confused about this book walking in today. You were confused, yeah. Um, I have now read the correct page in the reprint of this book. Um, but then, to make matters even more complex, we recently learned that this book is getting a new artist in a couple of issues. Um, I, I'm not sure what happened there, but maybe when we interview Rich Davis, he can enlighten us some. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this book uh, is is going through as many transformations as people do when they become vampires themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great way to t- say that. <laughs> um, I said that I wrote a note down because after I read the book and learned a little bit of stuff, I read that this title, you know how the... The other book that we just read, The Wicked and Divine, mm-hmm. had like a secondary title. Sometimes, sometimes they have a secondary title. Yes. For the collection. Mm-hmm. And I think that this book should be called Point of No Return. Oh, yes. <laughs> there are a lot of characters that make a lot of choices in this book that there is no return. Yeah, there you can see the end or the beginning of the end so many times in this book. And 
it's actually the the die is cast is a phrase that's used in some lyrics in issue two, and we'll talk about that in mm-hmm. a second. But the die is cast is actually a it's a variant of a Latin term said to Julius Caesar by Suetonius, if I'm saying that correctly. Oh wow! Um, back in 49 BC, and the die is cast essentially like that t- turns out the Latin phrasing turns out to be. The point of no return. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so I don't like Rich Davis does a lot of research for the magical components, like all mm-hmm. the the witchcraft that we see and some of the demon stuff and the church stuff. All of that is very heavily researched. So you can't help but wonder if he did well, that too. And knowing that Rich previously owned a theater that did a lot of Shakespeare, Julius Caesar's probably in his repertoire of knowledge. Um, I'm, I'm sure he knows a lot about the Julius Caesar mythology surrounding the actual real historical right. figure. Right. Now, like, I don't, we don't know if, if Suetonius actually said this to Julius Caesar, right. but it is accredited. So, and, and accredited, I'm, credited. I, I know what you meant. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give Rich Davis the benefit of the doubt that he's an intelligent enough person that he probably already knew this. I think he does know this. <laughs> But it's just interesting that he chose this issue to drop this mm-hmm. this variant or not variant, so but this early little... in the cycle of books that he's releasing. Yeah. So this is this is supposed to be six books total. Yes. I'm not sure if we said that on our first show or not. Mm-hmm. I listened to our first show, but I was list- I was working too, so I wasn't you know. Yeah. But it, it's definitely an interesting book. So we are now officially thirty three percent of the way through. What do you feel? How do you feel? What's going on in your thought? I'm, Our first issue, we were like, it's pretty good. This is awesome. You were like, it's okay for horror. I don't like horror, but I I'm, I like it all right so far. And my only complaint was, you know, super big, lots of boobies. Yeah. Am I? So, <laughs> I still don't like horror. Um, this book has not gotten me onto a horror bandwagon yet. And it's gotten a lot more horrific. Horrorific. Well, I feel like it's a little bit more horish too. There's a lot more boobies. What we mean by that is this book is very women focused, yes. which is amazing. And it's it's got a line of strong feminism mm-hmm. behind it. Rich Davis is a is a huge ally for women. They're, the Nirvana comics uh, is is very women friendly, very female friendly, especially towards non-traditional female customers. Yeah, folks with an FOLX. Yeah. All folks are welcome. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard for me to read this issue on that front, like artistically. Mm-hmm. Because it's just it's they're all huge, they're all the same size. And, and they're usually wrong. being revealed. I love some boobs. Oh gosh, I love boobies. And like I play with my boobies sometimes because it's. Fun. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but I do. Alan, I was like playing with my boobies the other day, and Alan walked into my room and he's like, "What? What? What are you doing?" Sometimes, and I'm like, "I play with my boobies. Wouldn't you play with boobies if you had them?" And he said, sometimes "Yes." Sometimes I catch myself subcon, like <laughs> not realizing that I'm just like sitting there holding them for com- like they're comfort. like your little yeah. yeah, like little stress balls yeah. <laughs> Um, but I just like, I'll subconsciously do it and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't grab my boobs in the middle of dinner. But I love to look at a diversity of boobs. Yes. And I like my boobs covered a lot. Yeah. And boobs of any size. Because it's a mystery. Fantastic. What's under there? So all of these are just large and 
born out there with large plunging racks of cleavage and I mean so we've got we've got lots of variant covers of this. Yes. Like we have so many variant covers. The main two issues of Source Point Press, the the normal public print. Mm-hmm. The the cover the main cover is very heavily drawn on the on one and two. Mm-hmm. Is very heavily Excuse me. Influenced by like 1970s, um, like Valley of the Dolls. Yes. And that that kind of really cool artwork. I just, mm-hmm. I love them. I love these. You, you aren't seeing, you're seeing silhouettes of women. You're seeing there's, a lot of skin, but there's not a lot of there's no. Yeah. I mean, these issues are beautiful. Like there's nothing wrong with the mm-hmm. covers. But when you open them up... I mean, in, in the first part of, like, Mina, Mina's, Mina's fully covered the whole time, except yeah. when she goes to bed at night, and that's not that big of a deal, but the three brides. My disconnect, so the cover that I have of the three brides um, for issue two. Is a different variant. Is a different variant. It's a gorgeous Which variant cover. is it? Nemeth? The Nemeth variant? I believe so. Gwila, Gula Nemeth. Cover art by Gula Nemeth. And this is one of, this is the first, so this, it's the second publisher, mm-hmm. and it was a limited run. It was the second cover, yes. right? Yes. A, a variant issue. You could only get, I think, 50, not 50, but there weren't many of them. There, you know, it's a very limited run cover, um, but... And they look awesome. They look, wait, it's three clearly witches. Yes, and the, so the, the ethnicities of these three women are Caucasian... Chinese, I, I Asian think, of Asian some, of some, not, East Asian. I believe it's Japanese, maybe but Japanese. I'm not sure. Um, and then African or African American, it's hard to tell. African descent or yeah. black of some sort. Some sort. Um, but the, the woman that is black is dressed in a very Greek-esque draped well, it's it's single shouldered. Lots yeah. of there are lots of in the African dress that are very beautifully yes. dressed like that. It's just they're all bra- so they're all in white because they're the brides. Right. The draping reminds me very much though of how a toga would be draped. It is her. very similar to toga. Yeah. Um, the Caucasian woman is center in the cover, and she has her bare shoulders, but it's it's almost like a wedding dress cut across with some sleeves. It's just an off the shoulder yeah. straight line. Yeah. Um, and then the Asian descent woman is in a plunging neckline, but it's still very tasteful. The boobs are completely covered. You don't see cleavage. Um, It's a very tasteful cover. The women are very beautifully drawn. They're very proportionate. They're all wearing the three moons. They are. And then you open it to their, their appearance in the book, and it is so vastly different, it's almost startling. It is. I. I was. I want to. I want to stop for just a moment and just be like, we are definitely not trying to beat anything up. No, not at all. At all. It's just we're talking about this. And because... you definitely shouldn't judge a book by its cover. Correct. <laughs> How funny is that? And cover cover art for comics is very is different. often very different, especially when you have guest artists doing covers. And sometimes, sometimes what we see on the art's not even influenced by the characters. Right. Like so. We we are not we the the expectation wasn't that it would be the same. 
But the expectation would be that... It would have the similar intention. The, of yes. empowerment and... and Feminine power. There's one. The the Asian descent is the only one that is fully clothed. Yes. But you don't know she's Asian, at all. Her 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 skin tone isn't a different color. She look her and the the Caucasian lady look the exact same. Mm-hmm. The ebony skinned lady is all skin. Yes. She doesn't even have on clothes. And I think if I were to wear this top for real in public her nip is covered yes but i think if this were a real shirt it would not stay over her nipple it would it definitely wouldn't there's no <laughs> way because like it, unless it was taped on yes and and that that is true but you know what you tape on are pasties yeah. and this yeah. is just a strip pasty it's a rectangle pasty mm-hmm. and like her the skirt is chiffon so she's literally wearing a thong yeah with and see-through gauze the white the white character panels. the caucasian woman is clothed mm. but clothed is a very loose term here because you can still see her whole navel through the dress like well you can see her whole boobs her like whole boobs. i don't understand where her nipple would be yeah cuz the amount of boob that we see should show at least, at least the areola, areola. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, listen, y'all, I'm sorry, but I like some adultish themed stuff a lot, actually. I do a lot of girl stuff. Mm-hmm. This is just. But, like, this might as well be, like, spray paint on her skin for the amount of definition of her skin that you can see through what is supposed to be a dress. Yeah. Um, I mean, take, take away the three brides. Look. Well, it still is three brides. So, there's a... Are we allowed to spoil? Yeah, I think if, they, if they've if they made it to issue two with us, they should at least know a few things about this book now. Well, so... We get to a point where we see... Let's let's start back at the beginning because I, let's touch on some more things and let's talk about a lot of positive things that we do like about this. So, at the very beginning, in the first issue, Lucy calls the leader of this cult, Papa. Yes. And then, when, at the end of issue one, when the church guy comes to get Mina and Jonathan and, I guess it's Van Helsing, Mm -hmm. to come in and tour. Yes. Or to do the interview. Yes. Mind you. He calls him Padre, as in father. Father, Papa. So it's just, it's interesting that she, so Padre is often a biblical, you know, in Texas especially. Yes. Father's Padre. But no one calls their clergyman. Padre. Papa. Yeah. No one. You don't go up to your pastor and say, hey, Papa. Like, if you went up to your pastor in your church, not you, but the proverbial you. Right. And asked and said, hi, Papa. People would look at you like, what's up? Pastor certainly would. Yeah. I mean, he'd look around like it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird. So, but we, we do get into the, to, to this. And the interview starts with him, like, sitting super creepy in the dark. 
just like mm-hmm. a serial killer. Like very, very, very Marilyn Man or Ma- not Marilyn Manson, Charles Manson. Charles Manson, yeah. And I was gonna say the the language that he uses, he reminds me a lot of Charles Manson's rantings. And I do remember Rich Davis saying in past conversations mm-hmm. that he did a lot of Manson research. Yeah. And and you could tell that's what I meant by the cover. Mm-hmm. Like the cover is clearly that era. Mm-hmm. It's from the Manson era. I, I, I really like that. I love how it opens up with this silhouette. And it shows Mina's disgust of him, mm-hmm. like, immediately. And then and then you see him. Is it just me, or does the guy in panel three look completely different than the guy at the bottom? The same. <laughs> he does. He it really looks like does. two different guys. Well, and like his- if you compare the guy on page one... The cult leader on page one to the exact Which same one? Drawn. Well, the yes. full face or the side view? Either. Those are two different guys. Yeah. And then, yeah, you get to the, the back of the book. And his, his facial structure has changed again. And Yeah. His, his facial structure changes every time you look at him. He is the man of many faces. And I, I wonder if that is... I mean, he has like this deformity scaling something on his skin. Yes, but the, the scarring looks fairly consistent. The scarring is consistent, but I'm wondering... But his his nose changes, his, well, his face changes, changes, his jawline changes. But I'm wondering, it, like, is this a creature that is within him that is reflected through his face? Or could this just be inconsistency of art? I don't know. Like, this is one of those times... So, the reason why we're focused so much on the art, and like we were talking about the way the women's are dressed and everything, is it's a comic book. Mm-hmm. Some some people say the majority of the comic book is the art. Some people say the majority of the comic book is the bubbles and the art just fills in. Mm-hmm. But I am very much of the camp of, I want both to excel. <laughs> I want... Right. I want well, and both should be adding to the story. And we, before we started recording, we had been discussing the, the severed head that you see at the very beginning of issue one and whose head that might be. And so we're trying to look at the context clues. So with comic books, you have to look at all the little details. And that mm-hmm. tells, that's supposed to tell just as much of the story. Some yeah. comic books don't even use art, uh, like words. Yeah. There are a lot of... A lot of, the, like, it's very limited word usage. And this book, for the most part, is not that wordy. So the art is supposed to be a, vehicle. a very large component and mm-hmm. vehicle for the storyline. And that's why we're focused so much on it. But there are a lot of Creepy panels. ice maker. I don't know if y'all heard that or not. I heard it and I was shit. like, who is knocking? <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm sorry, I take everything I said back about the art, Queen, <laughs> Queen Brads. You can bear your boobs. <laughs> no, and they can, they can show they their can. boobs. I, you can be nude all you want. Yes. We are asking for consistency and not every single character to be nude. Yeah, and like, every single, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, A cups are just as valuable. B cups are just as great. We you don't and need, I have completely different boob sizes. Right. We don't need triple Ds on every page. Um, and, and Dracula's boobs are different too every time you see him. Cause look at that. I know. And that, oh. that nipple's really high. Well, that nipple looks like a nipple. Yeah. Like um, a rubber nipple. Yeah, like a, is. like a bottle. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so he's, he's staring super creepily in the dark. 
it's very scary. We, the art kind of changes. So we, we don't know if that's intentional. We don't know if this is a man of many faces and this art is supposed to be reflecting that or not. It's possible. Mm -hmm. So if it is, if that is the case, we noticed it. Yeah. <laughs> what I say? But if it's not, we have questions. We have lots of questions. <laughs> but so they go back and forth. So the whole first chunk, like the first three pages are this interview that's going down. Mm -hmm. So at the very end of issue one, they're walking through the door. On issue two, we see them inside the door. I don't know who this guy is in a suit that looks like he's kind of supposed to be like a director, but he doesn't look like all the other church people are not dressed that way. Yeah, he's he the only one in a full out suit. Of place. He does very much look out of place. So I wonder if he shows up later. But so like the interview goes like ends with a song. And from his face, it looks like the song is in his head, or maybe only he can hear it. But he does not look like he is looking at Mina anymore. No, it looks like he's looking at the three brides in front of him. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I think that he can see them and no one else can is because of the blue. And when you see them later as ghosts or, I don't know, incorporeal beings, they're blue. And right behind them, you see Mina, or not Mina, but Lucy... Looking through the... Peeping into the interview. Yeah, peeping into the interview through the keyhole. Okay, I just have the craziest fan theory. So, talking about art, inconsistencies of art, we were... Com complaining is a strong word, but we were noticing um, that sometimes Mina is drawn so Lucy-esque, it is hard to tell who is who. To the point that even both of them are wearing white nightgowns with strappies and their facial expressions and art is the same. But when, when, when I look at these lyrics suddenly, um, in whose blood nightfire burns lost child found, she now returns. And we know that Mina's having these like flashback nightmare type deals. Uh -huh. What if total crazy fan theory here? What if Mina and Lucy are twins separated at birth or at the very least sisters? What? That'd be crazy. But it would also explain why they're so similar in their facial features. It, it would. would explain why we can't tell them apart. It, that, in that, which case, yeah. it is not a case of art not but telling see, the Lucy story. But see, Lucy is new to this location, too. Like, yeah. we find out that her and Arthur came here together. But which one is the lost child found now returns? Mina or Lucy or, yeah. or both. Or both. Yeah, you, you, might, you might have something there. That's valid. And it could be they're not related at all, and they're just drawn very similarly. Yeah, I mean, in the he, artist this style. artist, yeah, this artist, like, cause, cause this, this Lucy nose looks just like the killer's nose or the leader's nose here. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's. I really love like so. The pencil and inks are done by Henry Martinez, and then Trevor Richardson does the colors. The colors are gorgeous, yes, breathtaking. I love them. And I like a lot of Henry Martinez's work, but I it's love, just I love not his consistent. art, but in a story that so much hinges on the unknown, adding more unknown through the lack of consistency of art isn't helping the story. Unless it's intentional Unless and we just don't know it yet. And we will, maybe by the issue six, we'll be like, genius. Yeah, we won't be like, egg, egg on, on our, our face. face. Yeah. <laughs> So then we go into like, so 
So I had a huge like, oh shit moment myself because, and I even wrote that down because I like in the first issue, I thought it was all going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like I thought something happened and then they were invest, like investigation, something happened. I didn't realize we Mm -hmm. were going back in time. Yeah. So we've gone back in time at some point and we keep, so whenever we see the investigation, suddenly we're forward in time. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's by much time. Like I think that, but the event is the night before. Yeah, I think... Or two I think nights before. that what we're seeing in issue two with Lucy and Mina's interview and the devouring, I think all of that is just before what we're seeing in issue one. Yeah, like the day before yeah. or two days before. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's within three days. But then it makes you wonder, like, what was the news crew doing their interview? It's a documentary. Oh, it's right, not. Right. They're not news. They're graduate students, remember? That's right. That's and he, right. And Van Helsing was a priest who got defrocked, and mm-hmm. so he became a professor. So we see the investigator going on the story, and he tells us all this background on Van Helsing. And it's really interesting, like Van Helsing going, like Van Helsing want, like is just a conveyor or a pursuer of the truth. He wants truth above everything else. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, "Isn't devotion to God devotion to the truth?" And the priest is like, eh, "Not really, not always." <laughs> I felt like that was, especially when you consider like within the Christian faith, like Jesus is the way and the truth, the truth and you're the supposed, light, and you're supposed to seek Him. <laughs> You seek him, the truth. But modern day church is not always. Not always. <laughs> and, and I was like, preach. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty entertaining and very, very on point. What kind of, so my little witch wrinkles went straight the frick up mm-hmm. when we saw the panel about darker avenues that shouldn't be tread alone. And the darker avenues include a seance and tarot cards. I'm like, oh man, that made me sad. Well, those because like- they are very. This is a very. He's done a lot of heavy research on witchcraft, and actually, like the the pieces that he, the components, those are all accurate. It, it, it's it's pretty spot on. It just made me a little sad for a second to know that 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 like because there's nothing. This particular image, the seance, the tarot cards, and the crystal ball, none of that is dark. I think from the perspective of the church, though, who is the one saying it, it could, it could be misconstrued that You're right. Way. You're right. I think I was just, I just was like, But I think that's also panic. like, so then it's important to, to know that like someone with the wrong intentions, someone investigating this on their own, as he implies, might go the wrong direction with those things. Because tarot on its own... It, it can be used for good or bad, like anything else. It's actually just a, hey, it's, what's up? Yeah. It's just a teller of the truth, like the golden compass in mm-hmm. the dark materials. But if you're, if you're asking questions with intention, yeah. depending on your intentions, it can be... But it, so, like, a lot of witchcraft could be, depending mm-hmm. on intention. But tarot, tarot cards, yeah. it's, it's really just, it's, it's a Ouija board. Oh, that makes more sense. I mean, that's kind of... Like, I know a lot of witches are going to be like, girl, please. I promise I'm a practicing witch. <laughs> but the the most layman basic mm-hmm. way, it's it's a vehicle of communication. Okay. So, 
I don't know. It, I, I, I but admit, this panel definitely just goes to some really dark places really fast. Like, yeah. And it's weird that that one's in it. And like on the first panel, is that like supposed to be like a blood sacrifice? Did he kill her? I don't know if he. I don't think he killed her. I think she was murdered, and then they're using the seance to like investigate. Maybe. Oh, uh, okay. Um, okay. and, but then like, there's obviously a Necronomicon here mm-hmm. type book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, And I love the whiskey because at this point he's not defrocked. Right. Cause he's still a priest at this point, I think. He, Cause he he's, appears they're to be. saying, the priest is saying that he is. I mean, he has a cross and these the are the, family. yeah. And then these, well, but I mean, he's still, he's still dressed as a, a, re, a reverend. He still yes. dresses as a priest. Um, even though he's been defrocked. But there's, like, a straight-up demon. Like, we get dark mm-hmm. real fast. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. So that's just interesting. And they send him on. And he goes to the psychiatric hospital. And that's where we find out that there are 33 dead mm-hmm. with 37 reported. So the four people, there were three on the crew. Mm-hmm. Van Helsing, Jonathan, and Mina. Mm-hmm. There's Lucy. There's Arthur. And there's the the cult leader. Yes. So those are the those are the five, did I say five people? Yeah. Those are the five people that are main character main ish characters. Yes. So those are the five people that we who of those four are not accounted for. Or six. Six. I gave six names. Okay. Yes. So who of those aren't are missing? Well, and so we know there's one survivor and they give his name. And for those, we're not going to spoil that for you. So, there's 33 bottle bodies, 37 on the compound. Oh, so there's only so three. And we know this person has survived. But that leaves... So, that leaves only three. ...of who else. Yeah, who were the three survivors? Who were the other three, either survivors that are unknown or bodies they have not found? No, I think all the bodies have been found. I think the variants here are... Who are the three survivors or who are vampires? Yeah. Because <laughs> some of those might be vampires. It, true. I don't know. Okay. So we get, we get the, the hospital. We see that. We see all that go down. We, we get... see a little bit more of the story. We see, like, the amazing um, throne. Mm-hmm. Like, dra- like, we see Arthur and Lucy. We find out that Arthur and Lucy came here together. And that Arthur's like, I want to bounce, boo. And she's like, no, bae. I found my new people now. See ya. Deuces. Out. Mm-hmm. You know? And, I mean, she breaks up with him. And then we go straight to, like, I think this is a, a flashback. Yes. I interpreted that panel to be the same. And so, this flashback goes back to when Mina Murray, as a little girl, is peeking through the keyhole and seeing this ravenous orgy, demon orgy, mm-hmm. with Dracula at the throne. And we see the Dracula's brides, and they have their pot-bellied old, or not old, because they're not old at all, but the pot-bellied middle-aged dudes. Sacrificing. Yeah, but like uh chain style like with yeah. leashes and everything which is amazing like the who are the two the two zombies in walking dead oh um is it michonne i'm not sure i think it's michonne yeah. from the walking dead that i mean that's kind of straight up how it looks it's yeah. really cool and so we see that panel and then we see mina murray waking up like maybe it was a nightmare yes and then we go straight back to the brides again 
and they look like ghosties. Mm-hmm. So, and it's got that blue tint, like in the interview when the cult leader Padre is looking and sees the three brides, and it's got that blue swirly, and you could see the dialogue changes. It's also blue, mm-hmm. so it makes you think that it's definitely something that Lucy carrying the baby, like a baby, see. can't see. And can I take a minute to say that that panel of the shadow of the uh, dra- Ordo, Ordo Dracul mm-hmm. symbol, like that sh- the moonlight, yeah, that's breathtaking. And Lucy's in the middle of it. I also love on the very next page the panel of her looking adoringly at this child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that that very much reminds me of you looking at your babies. Mm-hmm. Well, and and it's a very tender moment. Right before something not at all tender happens. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Like the artist, like artistically, it this whole thing drew me in. the The bride's boobies are like all in your face and everything, but whatever. So you you get to the to the like later and a minute later, and you see some straight up carnage mm-hmm. that, like the leader's like, no, you can't have Lucy yet, but you can have this baby. Mm-hmm. And the ghosties, do they do they turn corporal at that point? They seem to. And inside they, this room, they are corporal. Well, this is outside. And a few pages later, yeah. we see the room that's in issue one. So yeah. like the nursery in issue one that's bloody the hell up and baby parts everywhere. It's, we see is now has been done by the brides. Mm-hmm. So like they just keep eating babies. So like, do the are is all this baby eating making them more corporal? Like, are they getting more corporal each time? Like the blood of the innocent allows now, them to rejuvenate, right? Because now, now Lucy sees the brides because the mm-hmm. brides are straight up eating her. Space, 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 out. Yep. <laughs> and does out mean to death? Or to vampirism. Yes. Yeah, so, we're either seeing... We're seeing a transformation of some sort mm-hmm. going down. And this is another moment where, like, the feminist in me cries a little. Because... It's... You pointed this out. And it was a very valid thing. I... I felt very uncomfortable when I got to this page. Very uncomfortable for a multitude of reasons as a survivor. Because I don't know if this was willing. I mean, she's, Lucy says that it is. Where? Uh, do you have a willing heart? Yes. Oh, okay. So do it is willing. Do you believe in she who died and was buried? Yes. Do you believe in the power of her blood to grant everlasting life? Borderline orgasmic? Yes. And then we see the devouring. You don't, there, what, it doesn't say borderline orgasm. Well, no, I mean, I'm saying, like, this is very. Oh, the way her saying, drawn. her reply is. Yes. 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 It's very. As there's well, a vampire it's between her legs. Yes. And that, that's what makes it look orgasmic. But, like, the first. So, do you have a willing? Yeah, yeah you're right. She is willing. Um, but, like, was she willing for the death part? If she's dying. Or if she's becoming a vampire, or if she is just a but like why like, this know. way, and why are we watching yeah. a group of three women devour another woman this way? This way, well, and and just in terms of like like that's what feminism me off. <laughs> and womanhood, like some of the biggest people that that knock you down as a woman are other women. We have a terrible habit of eating our own. In terms of being supportive, 
to each other in our endeavors. It's like the mean girls club aspect. Of but it's but it's not it's not that women have a trouble with other women. It's the reasons why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. The reasons why they're mad at it. The reasons why they devour another woman. So yes. like some women bosses get a reputation for being bitches or being mean mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's like if you were attacked every single day, belittled and demeaned every single day, you're going to build up a hard shell. Yes. So to have women devouring women here in what is supposed to be like an empowering feminist book. It's not like they could have turned her a million different ways. Yes. That's not what's happening here. And like when you're watching Lucy, she's getting devoured. Yeah. Like this isn't normal looking. Mm-mm. Like this isn't even even the craziest vampire movies and books that I've read, this is what I would call an extremely violent turning. Yes. And not the turning itself, but like the the act of turning, like yes. the the as a verb. Or not as a verb, as a noun. Like yes. the, a turning capital T. This is extremely violent. Mm-hmm. It's the most violent one of the most violent that I've read for Dracula. You're you're not in a lot of horror. You don't read a lot of horror. You don't watch. I do. This no, is a if, violent. If if she is a food source, even comparing, even if she's not a food source, comparing her death to that of the men in chains before, like their blood just leaves their body. Yeah, they just pull it out. Yeah. This is very violent compared to that. And I think that's what bothered me and why I was saying, like, I don't know if it was consensual. I don't know that that was consensual. The method. Correct. Yeah. And it just... I don't know. I don't know. And then to get an even bigger mindfuck, the the next two pages, three pages, are actually really good. Like, Mm -hmm. really freaking good. Yes. And, um... It's it's after Lucy's whatever is mm-hmm. happening to her, to us seeing Arthur who is broken up with Lucy. Yes, and doesn't know. We don't know that he know. Like I don't know. In my heart of hearts, I genuinely believe Arthur does not know what's happening to Lucy at this exact same Correct. moment. I, I don't. I feel the same way. I don't believe that. And Jonathan Harker is trying to like comfort him, mm-hmm. and that's a very nice like. You don't see men talk about feelings in comics a lot. And so to have that shared moment with them is very empowering. Yeah. And so, like, the the actual quote is, we're men, Jonathan. The only way we talk to each other is by the things we don't say. That's why we don't know a goddamn thing about ourselves. And I was like, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, I liked that addition. Yeah. Um, we definitely want to empower men to talk more about their feelings and about things and to comfort one another and we want to normalize the touch, the human touch. So he's got his hand on his back the whole time and then he rests his head against like yes. his shoulder back area. And I, 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 like, I think that that like as a, as a, it looks like kind of like, you know, that hug, you know, when you give somebody kind of like a, a hug, yeah. that's not really a hug. He's kind of like hugging them with his neck shoulder. Yeah. Like that's what it feels to me. And then we see the next panel where Mina's uh, woken up from her nightmare and hiding and then the end, that last page. We're not going to spoil that, but ah, what is happening? I have so many questions yet again. And the last page, 
the way everything is leading up, I think it's Mina Murray. You think it's Lucy. I mean, <laughs> potentially. But we just well, saw her getting ravaged. Right. Two pages and well, and looking at looking at the context of the the setting, like the window, the curtains, it's Mina. But looking at how it's drawn, it's very Lucy esque. It looks like Lucy. It looks like Lucy. It, which her is, face looks like Lucy. Which is why I am questioning their sibling relationship if yeah. one exists. I think that's brilliant that you thought that. And man, Dracula in this panel looks so hot. And there's no nipples. Nope. And I would not want to meet her in the middle of the night because it looks terrifying. Yep. All right. So, I am still wanting to read the next book. Yes, I'm absolutely. still very excited about it. I I do not want to turn away from this because it's very well researched. I'm going to stick the dialogue it is at great. least to the new artist. I think giving a new artist a chance, that might clear up some of the inconsistencies of art or make the deliberate inconsistencies obvious. Yeah, I'm hoping... Yeah, those are the questions we want answered. We want to know the art, if the art's intentional, and we want to know the other stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that was fun. Absolutely. Uh, I do, like... I, Again, I, yeah, I, I, we have so many questions. Like yeah. I, I can't even, there's so many things that I want to say in my brain. They're all trying to force their way out at once. Well, yeah, anyway. I'll have to get until issue three to see if any of those get answered. For sure. Well, so, um, let's do business plug. Let's cast this die. Oh, I forgot about the business plug. Our business plug this week is it's a very funny medic. <laughs> regional blood center giving blood is a very serious thing and you should do it because it saves lives but it's hilarious because we wrote a vampire book yeah and i wanted to and blood caesar it was a theme it was a theme <laughs> uh, but yeah check out your regional blood bank give blood it's always needed the cool thing is most blood banks if you give if you ever need blood yourself you can get your blood transfusion for free you can you can also, like after a certain number, yeah. I believe, uh, number donated. And then also, the um, they give prizes. Yeah. You know, you, you get a t-shirt, you get a coupon, or you get free appetizers, mm-hmm. or sometimes you get a cool mug. Maybe so tickets. So it's interesting stuff. Yeah. Sometimes they do special stuff. But they, we, they're always having drives. They, you, they walk-ins are 98% of the time welcome. Mm-hmm. And... They are very knowledgeable. They're very competent. They know what they're doing. Have you given blood at the medic center before? I'm not allowed to. Okay. Well, there's lots of health conditions and there's lots of things that prevent people from giving blood. I wasn't able to give blood at all for many years mm-hmm. until just the last two years. And I've given blood two times. And I, I've just recently found out from you that you can give blood a little bit more often than I thought. So I'll be doing that soon. Um, but I know that you've got to like... Like, the tattoo thing, that's changed. Yeah. You don't have to wait a year after getting a tattoo anymore. So, there's a lot of a lot of misconceptions about mm-hmm. how to give blood, when to give blood, and, and everything. So, definitely check it out. We've got the Medic Blood, the Medic Blood uh, Regional Center's mm-hmm. page in our links. Yes. So, or in our show notes. So, definitely check that out. Um, yeah. And they give you information, like, about your cholesterol and stuff, too, when you give. So True. you get a little yeah. health check without having to go to the doctor. Make sure you have plenty of iron the day before and drink lots and lots of water. 
Yes. Lots of water. And always take the free cookie so you don't pass out when you leave. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they've at the the Medic Blood Center in Knoxville downtown, it, they've got like a nice lounge area. Mm. It's super nice. So we're going to go ahead and roll up for our next book, and we're going to do it legit. I think I rolled this book, so I'm going to let you roll book. I'm going to roll for my drink. Oh, okay. I rolled a two. Even lower than the last time. Do you... Alexa, roll a d20 for Heather. <gasps> she didn't work. Ooh. Ooh, that's not good. You <laughs> I'm going to roll that, that again. Too. I'm not letting you roll the two because that's redonkulous. A 17. Thank you. Thanks for giving me inspiration, I mean, I don't, know what, I don't know what your drink list is, but... I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Whitney, choose it. Whitney, choose it. I'm putting Whitney, all of my faith it. into Whitney. what you have. So I just found out recently that you can drink again. I can drink alcohol again. Tequila. A done. Your way. All right, cool. Nice. Favorite. Uh-huh. I have an 11. Ooh, what's an 11? <laughs> you said that I could update your drink list. You didn't tell me how I could update your drink list. That's true. <laughs> I just want to point that out. And then I also need to roll for drink. What did I roll? Uh, you rolled an 11. Okay. And then a 19. a 19 for our reading. So an 11 is a Modelo Especial. So that's a nice beer. I like it. That's fun. Yummy. And a then popular graphic novel. Well, that's cool. So you get to pick something. Well, no, it's your roll because we've... Oh, crap. That's Amy. You yeah. did I get to pick a popular graphic novel. Do I pick now or do I wait? We can always surprise our viewers. There's lots of pressure. I mean... Let's surprise them. Okay. And that way, if it, <gasps> last time we did a graphic novel, it ate it three times. So. It did. Wicked and Divine did get eaten thrice. Yes. So we're not going to tell you all what it is in case the internet doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. That's a, that is a true statement to the, <laughs> to the nth degree. So it looks like we are going to be reading a mystery graphic novel for the next session. And Heather... Be sure to follow our quest, Adventure Seed Podcast, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and wherever you get your podcasts. May the dice always be in your favor. Roll well. Also, <laughs> we really have updated all the places that you can get it. So you can get it on Spotify now. It wasn't our fault, by the way. It was Spotify's fault. And after oh, many shame, email shame. exchanges, they apologized to me. Oh, I'm glad they got it fixed. Yeah, but they apologized to me. That never happens. No, so good for So that was really cool. And I was really nice the whole time, which is probably why they didn't apologize to me. But yeah, so I thought that was cool. So yeah, wherever you get your podcast. And roll, roll well. well.